to Align, Don't Hustle, bringing you inspiration for alignment and abundance in your life and business. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we live, work and play. We encourage everyone to learn about and celebrate the rich and diverse First Nations cultures. I'm Matilda, co-founder of Myoni. And at Myoni, we want to improve how people feel about periods and flow with the four phases of their menstrual cycle. We're also huge advocates for identifying flow in other areas of our lives, using our passions to help guide the way we build our lives and businesses. That's why we created Align Don't Hustle. In this podcast, we share the stories and learnings of people creating a life they love. We found that while building Myoni, when we stopped pushing the proverbial uphill and stopped hustling for the sake of it, we were able to step back, make better decisions, listen to our gut, align with our heart, womb, whole being, and our menstrual cycles. To learn more about Myoni and sign up to our email, visit myoni.love. Now, on with the show. In this episode, I chat to Serena Edges about how she has brought her passions into alignment to build her successful business, as well as how she's been able to bring her philosophy of alignment to her team as an innovative and empathetic team leader, building a workplace that encourages the most out of its employees. Serena's philosophy is holistic, and there are heaps of learnings here for individuals and leaders alike. Thank you, Serena. It's been awesome to have you on the on the show today. I, we've been um, in conversation a bit about getting you on the show, so I'm really super excited to have you here finally to be able to chat. <laughs> um, and you're located in Brisbane at the moment, are you? Thank you, Matilda. Thanks so much for having me. I absolutely love um, your team. So I'm, I'm greatly honoured to, to be here today with you. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I am located in Brisbane. Um, I live um, sort of close to the city. So I live a bit of a city life. Um, love getting out to the country on the weekends. So yeah, um, I'm in Brisbane. That's awesome because I know what we'll get onto business kits and the business, Mm. but um, you also split your time around the state and there's got other offices around the country. So it's really exciting Mm. to sort of talk to you about how that all came to be. But I guess first, I wanted to get a bit more of an insight into you and the journey that you've been on um, in the lead up to creating your own businesses and um, doing that in a way that has Mm. brought together your passions and the, the things that you enjoy doing um, and being able to support your lifestyle. But also I've noticed yep. that you've received a few accolades on different things over the years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you received things like the Order of Australia Association Community Service Award, mm-hmm. Australia Day's Youth Citizen of the Year. So it's not just being a solicitor and the legal world um, mm-hmm. that you play in. So that's really exciting. I'd love to know more about where you started and the kinds of things that make you tick? Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I would say that I'm a relatively colourful character and that there's many aspects to myself. Um, I dabble in a lot of things. I have a lot of interests. So um, choosing even to study law wasn't like an easy choice. Um, I'm, I was always passionate about, um, you know, making a change and making a difference and that kind of thing. And I grew up in a family that really encouraged that. So 
Um, my family, um, my father started like an eco sailing business in New Zealand, which a lot of people don't know about. Um, so I grew up in like an entrepreneurial sort of family, um, people that I guess like a family that they, they thought outside the box. Um, and I guess in some ways they were like alternative entrepreneurs. So um, I grew up on, on an island um, off of New Zealand called Waiheke Island. Mm-hmm. And my parents had like a number of businesses on, the, on, on, on that island, um, but also very much valued um, like lifestyle and well-being and that kind of thing as well. So um, got a quite a diverse background. Um, I also got family living um, in Amsterdam and I've got family, um, you know, extended sort of like related family in Lebanon. Um, so, and then around Australia and that kind of thing. So I've got like a very diverse background. So it gives a little bit of context to like where I, you know, how I came to like make my choices, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And so, and then on my mum's side, there's, there's, um, they're like a farming sort of family, but they were also sort of entrepreneurs. My grandmother was an entrepreneur actually. So it was quite rare. So she had nine children, but she would actually, um, loved working and kind of needed to work. So, um, she, my mum grew up in a household where she was working um, actually in the markets really young. They worked in the Sydney market. So they had like commercial, commercial, um, they had a commercial flower business. Oh, wow. And then yeah. they also worked, worked in, um, they had like, a, you know, a baby clothes and that kind of thing. They had yeah. like different shops, shops. So, so my grandma was like, kind of like a hustler getting it done like way back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I guess I've had some of those role models in my life. So it was, it was tough for me to ever like even choose a path. Um, you know, there's farmers, there's, you know, there's people that were like pilots and then my dad had sailing and that kind of thing. So it was quite, quite a mix. Um, yeah. So I, I grew up, you know, in different areas also. So like I um, attended, I think about like six or seven different schools. We moved around a lot because we had different businesses. So my life was very, always changing quite dynamic. And I think that kind of suits the life of an entrepreneur. I'm quite comfortable with like a lot of change. Um, I think I built resilience. Um, from so many changes in my childhood I didn't I never like was in the same place or the you know what I mean like a lot of people grow up that way so I never grew up that way which had its challenges but it also I guess had some benefits yeah. for growth um, so I know this is like a long a long answer but it's not really a simple one no. <laughs> um, yeah it's so yeah to see how um, what is it that sort of lays that foundation for people and particularly yeah. when it comes to entrepreneur the entrepreneurial spirit um Mm. there's something special there about sort of um doing things that i'm trying not to use the word hustle because (laughs) we're saying yeah but it is it's around um hustling but in in the in the right direction that aligns with what you're doing and and finding that course um is really special so that's why i'm yeah super excited to hear more about your story yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a, definitely a lot in my family um, in the background that you know I grew up on. In, grew, I grew up with the values of like helping people, and on both sides, my dad was very much passionate about. Like that's why he did eco sailing. So he tried to like minimal um, eco impact and all that kind of thing. And I grew up like that. So that was like I guess in a way like quite. My dad's in his seventies now. Like it was very forward thinking. Mm. Um, but we were very like big on on like in, you know environmental issues. Um, mm-hmm. So that was something that I was super passionate about, which is amazing because what I'm doing today, business kits. Um, you know, we're looking to like stop the use of paper, like really go paperless and that kind of thing. Sure. So yeah, it all, all sort of ties in. So on on the face of it, it might look like that. And kind of doing things like you know I'm running commercial businesses, but there's a lot more to it. Um, yeah, so um, 
I guess uh, I started. I, I started. I studied law. Um, I wanted to perhaps work in the UN. I went down that track. Yeah. Um, real, realized that you know I, I, I'm not an amazing diplomat. Well, I am. I, I'm a diplomatic, but yeah. um, <laughs> I don't think that that really suits me. Um, I like to speak my mind. I like to. I like to be transparent. Um, I like to be honest. Not that all politicians aren't you know transparent and honest, but you're sort of under. You know, you, you're sort of like you know. Um, under certain like restrictions, I guess, in terms mm. of like expressing yourself. So I, I think like the lack of freedom for me um, was was not very appealing. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I I studied law to work in that kind of field. But um, you know, as I progressed, I realized and, and, and sort of grew into myself. I realized that I wanted that freedom. So um, then you know, I'd studied law and I and I kind of just landed jobs in that space. Um, a little bit after university, like about a year after, because in the beginning I was working for an entrepreneur at university and I really enjoyed it. And I just thought, well, if I'm not going to work in the UN, I'm going to work like I want to be like an entrepreneur or grow something amazing that helps the world. Sure. Um, you know, really, I guess a little naive and, and quite idealistic. And then I thought, well, hang on a second. Like, you know, I, I, I've got this degree. Um, I had a scholarship and all that kind of thing. And I've gone through like what people would think, oh, this girl will probably would just go work in a law firm. But um, after that, I thought, well, um, I really want to learn the system and I really want to understand everything I need to know about, about the legal system, about the commercial space. And once I learn it, I can basically grow, you know, I can do anything um, to, to, to be able to run this on my own. So I felt, well, I'll go down that, that path. So, yeah, so that was, that was um, uh, like a six, seven year journey um, working in that space, which was quite interesting because it didn't quite align with my values, but then, when I was in it, I, I really delved in deep and I really wanted to understand everything, you know, on, on a really deep level. And I really wanted to learn um, everything I could. So, but I always knew that <laughs> I kind of felt like a, a private investigator because I always knew that I would step out on my own. So I was trying to learn as much as I could <laughs> yeah. for my own, you know, you always my own projects. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, I'll, I'll listen in. I'll go to the client meetings. I'll listen, I'll listen in a bit further. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I'm self, I'm, I'm I'm truly self-interested for my own projects. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I what I'm truly interested in, Matilda, is the is like the the um, emotional intelligence, professional development. Um, I guess self-discovery, um, even alternative medicine, does interest me. Like that space is truly interesting to me. And I did work in that space, sort of younger. The entrepreneur that I worked for was sort of in that space, so deeply interested in that, and thought that I would work in that and, and have a business in that. But then you know, business kits and legal kits and everything evolved and the yeah. ideas were there. So I thought, well, this is my first big project. And, yeah. Yeah. and I mean, that's how we connected was that Myoni has been, yeah. abused your services and it has been, it's taken an, a completely fresh and newer approach, particularly for people mm. who are not, you know, who are in the entrepreneurial stages of building businesses mm. um, to understand the legal jargon and, and mm. to, make sure that we're secure in that space mm. um but because i can see now how how it does um translate really well because you come from that perspective like your background mm. has meant that you've done it in a way that is really accessible for people and mm. you've always got that in mind um so that's really cool it's nice to unpack that and to understand that on a deeper level and i yeah. mean testament to how well it's been going like it's a you've mm. done really well with the business so yeah, yeah. Was, there was obviously a huge need there so congrats that's awesome yeah <laughs> yeah and I and I truly thank you so much for recognizing that I really deeply appreciate it and um 
I think that, um, yeah, I think that truly I feel rewarded for the care that I had because I, I, I started running, um, I went out to run a small law firm with someone else, um, I think about four or five years ago. And in that process, I actually just genuinely cared for my, my clients because they just could not afford, like I would say 70 to 80% of Australian business cannot afford the basics. Hmm. And I had worked in top tier law firms. I had worked for some of Australia's like largest companies, um, been on some comments and listed companies. And I, I was used to what they had on offer, which was basically, you know, everything would be done hmm. and everything, every box would be ticked. But then I realized that any company that's like not a top Australian listed company and, you know, um, or, or a very large, um, you know, private company um, doesn't have what they need in place. So they're, they're very likely and they're very like exposed to litigation and risk of, of claims. Mm. So, and I, especially when I was working more in like the small to medium size um, business space, I was like, wow, this is just, I just identified the gaps and, and every single business is missing the same thing. And so um, I really felt deeply for my clients and I started just basically going, I need to generate like checklist or like I'm going to generate like some documents or something to help, do you know what I mean? Each client mm -hmm. out. Um, and then I was like, hang on, well, maybe I should just, and then they all didn't have like the right employment agreements. And that's something that like I'd, I'd worked in employment teams. So I was across all of that. And I was like, wow, they don't have employment agreements. They don't have, you know what I mean? So I was like, wow. Um, and, I, and I had some an excellent drafting skills of how to basically draft it so it could apply like across a huge yeah. business. So I knew how to draft um, in a way that could capture um, a lot of information and be super comprehensive, like with a good schedule at the front and that kind of thing. You guys have seen the documents, you know, how they yeah. work. So yeah. I really deeply analyzed and picked out all the things that could change this business because I was like, look, this is far better than what they're ever going to be able to afford from the law Absolutely. firm. And I know, I know that to be true. They don't have five or 10 grand for an agreement. They just don't. So let's create an amazing template and set up a separate company and, and sort of provide that, that support and education. Um, so yeah, it really came out of desire to help um, and just seeing just such a massive problem. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. And um, I guess it's yeah, super exciting to be able to follow that path when it becomes Mm. Oh, you know, and when it shows itself to you, like you, yeah. you um, can step away from those things that don't necessarily, um, you know, mm. you, that aren't aligning with your values and the way you want to operate. But that's mm. also a really scary thing to do. So <laughs> what is a lot of people when they are building their own businesses or, or taking on a new project or something like that, what are um, some of the things you've learned in taking on something that you're building yourself? Are there any sort of key learnings that you can pass on? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think we're always learning yeah. um, in taking on your own, um, like your own, you know, running your own business. I think, I think testing the need is essential, testing the actual need in a market for whatever product that you've got. And I sort of did intuitively know that. So I didn't guess. Um, with the with entrepreneurs and the jobs that I've had in the past, I think the biggest mistake is actually like guessing too much and assuming too much. So I knew to basically test my product very early on. So I I built the product off feedback and off working with my clients saying, would you want this? Would you need that? And so like the way that I built this, the initial library and the initial library of documents was like out of a need. So every single time a client needed something and I knew that I was likely to have a similar client, I, I, um, I developed, I, I then hired a team and they were dra drafting the documents and I, um, 
Pedicet format that I created and I just, I was like, I'm going to go off the need. Mm. And so then I knew what my market wanted. I didn't guess. That's so, cool. yeah. So, and I think a lot of people um, build out products and they don't, it's like, just get it done and get it in the market and start mm. getting feedback and grow. Um, a lot of people don't do that. They, they spend a lot of time getting it perfect or, or whatever, which I need, you need to have a quality product, but you also need to get in the market soon. Yeah. Yeah. And use that feedback yeah. as you go. Yeah. That's mm. really good advice. Um, as you've built the company, I know you've said you're conscious of things like emotional intelligence in the way and communication, mm. those kinds of things. Have they played a big role in the way you've built your company and the business itself? Sorry, just like communication and oh, emotional intelligence and the way yeah. that you've built the company internally. And that mm. has that played a role in, in doing that a little bit differently or in a, in a, another approach um definitely yeah I, I have um i i have i guess deeply educated myself in in this area and i work with a number of um practitioners um like it's quite extensive what i actually get up to um outside the office um i have a really not only is it like communication but i guess fundamentally i've, I've i knew that i needed to be the example and i needed to be in the right energy myself and the right space myself so i really work on that and, and that has a huge impact because even like business kits and legal kits have like legal kits gone through a merger and that's a separate office and to see the impact that it's had in terms of the positive of the staff and the happiness of the staff is quite tremendous and it's like wow this has really worked do you know what i mean because it's mm -hmm. like i'm obviously trialing things but uh I have for many years had a quite a solid practice, um, like routine and practices and everything. So I try not to bring my own, um, um, you know, my own, you know, emotional issues or anything like that, or, or like, you know, into the workplace. I try to really like be um, like a container for work and positivity. And I think a lot of the times like, like bosses don't do that. So they don't really have the space to hold space and to be that positive influence in everyone else. So I think like being the example has been like one of the best things I could have really done for the team. Mm -hmm. um, because then we kind of create a culture, like it, it just, it, yeah, you do sort of set the culture and the tone of, of the business and people are, um, it's like, yeah. So I guess that's not really like communication, but that fundamentally like the health and wellbeing is where we kind of start. Yeah. Um, and we do, um, set, we have gone through times where we really set joint goals and everyone, you know, it's like, you are what you're around. So, um, we, we've set like good, like, you know, like health goals and wellness goals and that kind of thing. And we, we plan to roll out like a, like quite a, um, I guess, formalized health and wellness package for everyone. Um, we encourage people like to walk around the office. We encourage them to take breaks. Um, we at times have done like meditation and breath work. So yeah, when great. we were doing like meditation <laughs> and breath work in the morning, um, we've had times where we've had like, you know, we have like meditation breaks and like mindfulness and that kind of thing. So I think like looking after the health and wellness of the team is fundamental. So that's like probably where it starts. Um, and then in terms of communication, um, it's not like I'm, I'm looking at like techniques of communication. Like, yes, I do know some techniques and I am aware of them, but I, and I have learned them to be fair. Um, but I guess um, it, it's very much just like, you know, open, honest communication, um, always trying to like be positive and kind of feel into like where team members are at and try, you know, bring out the best, um, you know, the best in the team. Um, and then also creating like good structures in the business so people feel like they, they understand what's going on and they feel secure in their role. I guess technically um, in the startup space, even though we've been, we're in our fifth year and we've got, you know, um, 
you know, quite a lot of long-term staff. Um, but yeah, so yeah. And then just generally like, like I think mentoring and, and just like the general attitude of, of, um, um, fostering respect, um, and give and take. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really, um, flexible with like appointments, like health appointments or personal, um, like personal needs of staff. So I just say to them, like, if you've got appointments, you need to go to the doctor, that kind of thing. Like, you don't even have to ask me. Like, I just have a lot of trust. I put a lot of trust mm. in the staff. Just work from home that day. Um, if you're making up the time, I don't, I don't like, I don't micromanage mm. or make them record that time. I, I keep metrics and on time because of the firm, that kind of thing. But I don't, I don't like um, watch the clock. Um, okay. So we don't have that kind of culture because there's a lot of trust. And then, like I, you know, it, it's very easy to 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 see where that's being abused. It's it's mm. just so evident to me. So I don't, um, I have quite a like a hands off, easygoing approach. And everyone, honestly, it's it's worked out just so well, um, yeah. because there is respect both ways. Yeah, it's beautiful and nice to hear um, some of those some of those um, foundations you can put in place when you are creating a business or when you go into a leadership role around mm. how you do create that culture. Um, and I think a lot of people are becoming really conscious of the importance of that. But also mm. um, I take your point around not watching the clock because I think a lot of people, and particularly I guess this year has proven to a number of different companies, but what, how to redefine productivity and mm. that it's not necessarily being there from nine to five and, and working, you know, it's, that's right. It, it can be measured in other ways and that health and wellbeing can be, you know, front mm. and center of what we're doing as well. Um, it's definitely something that I think um, a lot of people are taking more of an interest in and figuring out how do we do that and how do you then retrofit some other companies that have different mm. cultures um, and, and with that, but there's some really cool learnings around that. I think yeah. it's a wonderful approach to be taking. So yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's, it's interesting. And I think like on that, um, in terms of like building a business, I think getting recruitment right is really essential. Mm. And I've learned a lot through that process yep. um, and really looking at people's values yep. um, and looking at how they work. And, and actually now what I'm really looking for is that like, do people think outside the box as mm. well? Do they truly have outside interests? Um, are they dynamic? Um, yeah. Are they interested in other things? Do they read books? You know what I mean? Because they bring all of that into the workplace. And mm. that's like so essential when you're in like a startup scale up phase. Like we want new ideas. We want new perspectives. Um, okay. So um, we're really big on culture and we really look for um, those attributes in a hire. Yeah. Um, so I've got much better at hiring and looking for those attributes in people. Um, and then also, yeah. So we seem to have like similar values and, and have like that respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do hear that a bit. That yeah. um, sometimes it's not the task that you need to be completed in a. Mm. You know, you don't want to be micromanaging that task, but if you can op operate with a team that's really um, mm. independent and forward thinking, it sounds like yeah. If you've got a creative environment, people can come forth with more ideas and and think outside the box. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's really beautiful. They're all things we need to be taking <laughs> taking note of. But I think um, yeah, yeah. sharing your experience and knowing that, um, you know, you have, what, it's been five years of having the business? Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going into my fifth year soon. That's so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, brilliant. No, it's mm. super exciting. And I think that works a lot more, um, not only for people with children, but um, people who, you know, 
we do want to find that work-life balance and that mm. they are able to work in an environment that creates flow for people and they have that creative um, side of them as well as being um, nourished in many different ways. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely, great. yeah. And, and like outside creative pursuits, while like I'm obviously not in control of people's lives, which, you know, I don't want to be, but um, I guess I, I sort of deeply encourage people to have outside interests, especially, especially the, the, the law, you know, the, um, the legal staff mm-hmm. um, and, and some of the graduates. I said, like, you know, I don't want them to lose their whole life. And if they have interests, they're very encouraged to, to you know, maintain their interests. Mm. Um, outside of work and um you know we want their creative minds to to be to be working and to be um exercised i guess so we also try and involve them in in the marketing and that kind of thing so we try mm-hmm. to like keep that aspect of them develop uh, developing so i think it's it's definitely really important to be able to exercise both sides of the brain um yeah, right. and there's a lot of you know, you see a lot of people um, who, who I'm sure were very colourful people or very dynamic when, in their younger years and then they kind of lose that um, through the workplace and the monotony of it all. So that's something I'm super passionate about, mixing up and keeping it a little bit fun. Um, and then I think that sort of, yeah, we definitely do have that culture. So people, you know, really into like fashion or art or music or whatever it is that they do outside and um, they're sort of excited to share that and bring out that colour. Mm. because I felt like when I was in the law firm, like I am quite a deeply creative person, very colourful. House is very colourful. There's like, there's a lot of art. There's a lot of cultures and designs and things going on. Um, And that's the way that I generally like often dress as well. And so a self-expression piece, like I, I felt like I couldn't dress like that in the law firms that I worked yeah. in and the jobs that I had. I really, and I always looked quite young for my age and I probably still do. So I always um, dressed a lot more conservatively than I really felt, you know? And so now, um, it's only the last year or two, I guess people are kind of noticing like I'm really coming out more into myself and like owning my, my true identity. And I think yeah. that the modern, yeah, the modern age is allowing us to do that too. Cause it's like, Hey, like, you know, the successful entrepreneurs aren't just 50 year old men in suits. Mm. Like, suit and tie like it's it's changed and I'm like so thankful I'm deeply grateful for that change and that change in attitude and like I feel respected still like I, I'm, I'm very expressive and I'm, I'm still got that respect if not I've got more so um that's quite incredible like the more that I've come out into my true self the more like respect and interest that I've actually mm-hmm. received and even in the media um I, I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm just gonna give them the full picture here like I'm really gonna tell them what I really get up to yeah. and what our team gets up to. <laughs> um, and my background and my true self which I've kept hidden like I've kept it really separate from the public like no one really knows anything about me it's been so hidden um you used to not be even really better find me online um but now I'm like you know what I'm going to express this and I'm going to be like you know more transparent and and open about it and oh my god like they're just like eating it up so we've got like PR campaign going next year and people are just loving it and it's like wow like the more that I'm being myself the better it's kind of going that's um yeah 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 Yeah. that's a great lesson I think um we can often come across yeah different cultural um norms in different workspaces or different Mm. environments and that's definitely something we've come across being female entrepreneurs in the entrepreneurial space which is often tech led mm. um that's right yeah being you do have that a challenge and um it's a nice words of wisdom to stick to your guns and be be who you are because that diversity is really lapped up and, and enjoyed so yeah yeah and it shi- shines through yeah it shines yeah. through and like trust is developed more when people you're when you're yourself and people can see that i think mm. so um 
and, and if you are trusting, I mean, what have you got to hide, I guess, you know what I mean? So I've really taken that on board, especially in the last, especially this year. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So you can expect to see me in like a lot more like outlandish outfits and that kind Yay. of thing, color, <laughs> like a lot more color. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Christmas party, I'm getting fully decked out. Yeah. So it's also, I've even got like, I've got a queen choker. Like it's, oh, it's like, do it. it's, next, it's next level. <laughs> so yeah. A lot of people, um, yeah, haven't seen that side, but I think everyone should try and like own, own it and, and be themselves and just see how it goes. Yeah. It's like an yeah. experiment, you know? Test it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so I've got a few quick fire questions, which I ask okay. people. Yeah. What's the one thing you can't leave home without? Hmm. Oh, gosh. There's really nothing. Like I'm, I'm just like really need to think this through. Like I'm just thinking when I like travel because I do travel quite a bit. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So probably yeah. One there's one thing, and that's probably like I love like um natural oils. Uh huh. Yep. So like natural, I, I don't use any chemicals in terms of like cosmetics. So mm -hmm. um well you know mainly kind of thing but especially with like perfumes that kind of thing um yeah. there's a lot of studies out there on like how bad synthetic perfumes are for you so i love um i think they call it like spiritual sky like the sort of like the oils yeah um so essential yeah. oil blends and things yeah Wonderful. yeah that kind of thing Absolutely. so that's probably the the one thing that i can't you know yeah uh, i take that leave the house yeah. with yeah oh, i love it that's great <laughs> um what's your favorite thing to do to unwind um probably yeah i live on the river well just a little bit back and i'm, I'm on the ground floor so just like sitting outside and watching the river mm. um sitting like i've got an amazing like beautiful some beautiful trees just sitting under a tree being in nature just um being outside i think yeah awesome your favorite place to get inspiration um definitely um the beach and I love just going new places. Like I, I, instead of like obviously traveling internationally now, I take a lot of time out and go to a lot of different like Airbnbs, mm -hmm. like cabins, especially like in the hills and that kind of thing. Um, and definitely feel inspired, um, especially like late at night when we get the stars and it's like a little bit more, you know, you know, away from the city. So that's probably where I feel really inspired. But I think like also the expansiveness of the ocean and like, high views over the ocean and like mm. seeing how huge the ocean is makes you feel really like expansive and inspired yeah, cool yeah and what's your favorite thing or practice that somebody could employ if they wanted to improve i guess the culture at their, at their workplace or the kinds of things um you know to make work more of a desirable place to be um, you know what, I think seeking feedback and like meeting with their team and asking, actually asking their team and listening to like what the team feel. Um, I also think potentially just trying a couple of things out, like trying, like, I think like everyone, you know, we're not built to sit in front of a computer all day. So like, so even like, um, like a meditation break or like a, like you can call it a timeout break. Um, encouraging people to like go outside, like take some time out and just like be, you know what I mean? I think you actually get a lot more out of your staff, like a lot more out of yourself and you actually like take, take time during the day. 
Awesome. Love it. Mm. That's such great advice. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much, Serena, for sharing your story. And yeah, I'm full. Like, I think there's so many learnings there um, and some really cool insights into how we can create such a really cool place to be for ourselves, but also the people we're working with. Um, and then to be able to create cool things as well through the businesses we create. So thanks so much for sharing. Thanks, Matilda. Thank you so much again for inviting me. It was great to be on your podcast. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks. See you soon. Thanks. Bye.